Welcome to the Aspect Practice Conversations podcast. Through these podcasts, we aim to share stories and information regarding aspect practice through interviews with carers, teachers, parents and academics. For more information about anything you hear today, please visit the Aspect website at aspect.org.au. My name is David Cretney. I work for Autism Spectrum Australia as a community projects coordinator for the Choose and Connect Adult Division. I came on board Aspect about two years ago now, and one of the things I did do was to go around the adult programs and look at what was taking shape. At one of their sites, there was a music activity program taking place, and there's some great work happening. However, there was no real thinking about the people's interest in music developing connections outside of that environment. And also in terms of the work, there was no real um, thinking about the people delivering that music activity project, how their work could become more expansive in the community. We saw that really that model of practice, if you like, was perpetuating an experience of social isolation for people with autism based around that interest. So what we thought we would do was um, we would kind of take that activity and take it and put it into a community setting. And so that's how Club World, or the Club World Music Project, really started. Um, so what we did, we partnered with Information and Cultural Exchange here, or ICE, as they're known for short, and we set up a music project that kind of has four, four branches to it, if you like. First being a supportive music studio, and that takes place here at ICE one day a week for a six-month period. Um, And we work in that studio. We we work in both one-on-one and small group sessions with people. The other branch is technology. So we're really exploring how technology makes music accessible to people with autism and other disabilities. Many of the participants in the project don't necessarily have the capacity to learn instruments or instrumentation in, in a traditional sense. But however, that's no barrier to them pursuing and learning music making and music making in the context of collaboration with others. And technology is a really exciting frontier in that respect. The other thing that we've done is to establish a website around the project. So we have the Club World website, and that's really about um, developing positive reputations around people and their interests. We also share what we do in the club. So the music that we make, we share on that site. And it's really about developing audience for what we are doing. Uh, which is an important part of this area, which is an emerging area, if you like. The fourth is an employment branch. So what we are doing there is we're looking at a different model um, of supporting people with autism that's based around, yes, um, delivering a program, but involving those people in the design and delivery of that program, if you like. My name is Jonathan Wilson, and I'm the producer of Suburban Culture here. I run a whole range of different projects that look at the suburb and Parramatta, the LGAs around this kind of Western Sydney, basically. And I work with Club World purely as a, it's kind of collaboratively in a loose term, you know, use of space and and my brain occasionally to help out on certain things. So. Our facilities here at ICE, we're a space that's open to working with all aspects of the community from disability sectors through to, you know, migrants and refugees and, and um, 
young people. I do a lot of youth programming here and things like that. So I think it's kind of like it's a purpose-built space specifically for things like this. So it works easily here and it's an inviting space and it works for the young guys particularly coming into club world it's an easy kind of transition coming into this space it's not confronting in any any way and my background is in music I ran a record company for eight years and then ended up working in community on projects and art projects so I kind of you know there's a collaborative side that works with my brain and my knowledge of the industry and and people and other facilitators and musicians to offer to the project and for example one of the facilitators that's working on the project came to us for a project I ran when I first started working here so we ran a project called Paranormal which was a six-part animated animated graphic novel about Parramatta for young people under 25 and Jerry Cajal who is one of the facilitators actually did the music on that project and through the process once we I met David and we you know Club World approached to come into the space it kind of it was just an easy transition to introduce Jerry to David and, and now Jerry works as a facilitator. So, I mean, that's that to me is true collaboration, kind of finding people work or people to team up and, you know, create. My name's Jerry and I work as a music facilitator at Club World. I'm on the spectrum myself. I've got a mild Asperger's syndrome. And when I was a teenager, I just got, you know, discovered music and stuff. And it actually helped me you know, have, find a common interest amongst my peers, which was at the time really, really difficult because you're <clears throat> in high school, you're sort of self-aware that you're different. And of course, when you're different, you get bullied quite a lot. And it wasn't wasn't very pleasant, not very good years of my life. But the one thing that sort of like, one thing that sort of like held me over was my interest in learning guitar and getting into you know punk and hardcore music and with that I was able to build friend you know friendships on that and with sort of the skills I learned over in high school I brought them over to my adulthood where people are obviously a lot more mature and you know forgiving for being you know for you being different so they're a lot more accepting and yeah so now here I am sort of really you know, really fascinated and you know, obsessed with music and has done a lot of wonders for me. I presume there's like music groups out there, but I think that we sort of, as well as sort of like focusing on playing, performing and stuff, we have a big emphasis on like producing professional tracks and showing people like we don't just create, you know, we don't, we don't just do like a cover or two, you know, we explore and experiment and just do all these like really sort of weird outwardly styles that sort of, I think sort of reflects on, you know, the individuals that we work with and stuff, as well as um, you know, just our own sort of our own experience in music as facilitators, working with these people on the spectrum who are like radically different in their own ways. Club World runs as a musical residency. It's currently supporting seven in, seven individuals, and we support those people to pursue their musical interests. We were thinking of ways to describe a kind of collaborative space. I like the imagery of a, of a melting pot, if you like, you know, um, a very diverse space. And so the name Weld or Welding came up as, a, as, as an imagery and we kind of liked it. We liked the metallic nature of that and the kind of sparking nature of all that. So sparking off each other's talents, each other's strengths and just sort of forging ahead and creating kind of musical works. The project is really premised on kind of an assertion that people with autism 
have the right to pursue music uh, in a community-based context and have equitable access to resources to support them. So that's really important because when we when we looked at the music activity program in a day program setting or a centre-based setting, um, one of the things that we did do was ask the question, so where does a person with autism go to learn music and to connect with others who share that interest? And unsurprisingly, perhaps, the answer was, well, there's no place um, for a person with autism to go to connect with others around a musical interest in a supportive environment. So really, that's why we, you know, this project emerged. And I like to think that it's a quite innovative in, in its design and its delivery, but we're sort of also in the process creating musical pathway for people to learn and pursue a kind of their passion for music. My name's Wendy Barclay. My son, my 21-year-old son, Corey, has autism. I'm actually on the spectrum as well. I'm actually Aspie or Asperger's as some people call it. He actually could sing before he spoke. He knew all the nursery rhymes from about the age of six months and then he knew them off by heart by the age of 10 months. And getting him to actually talk like, I want a drink or I want a sandwich or, you know, I want help with this, took several years later. Yeah, so it, it's like it's uh, part of his whole being. He just loves it so much. And it, I, I think he finds it incredibly calming. So if he's been in a really not a good mood or something's happened that's made him frustrated or whatever, you switch the music on and it seems to be one of the best ways to calm him down. I always wanted to get him, like, singing lessons or, or whatever. But trying to find someone that was going to be interested in teaching him, knowing that he has autism, and there at different times have been very bad publicity about or people with autism um, and how they're violent and they're aggressive and all this sort of stuff. And so pe some people hear that and think, I don't want to be anywhere near this person. <laughs> or they just don't know how they'd be able to teach them, I suppose, yeah. So we know people on the autism spectrum can have difficulties in social interaction, can have impaired communication of sorts, restricted and repetitive behaviours and sensory sensitivities. That can play out in different sorts of ways for people, black and white concrete thinking, being resistant to change and liking routine, difficulty in communicating wants and needs. There's also that other characteristic of difficulty in reading body language, facial expressions, and also considering other people's perspectives. However, it's really important, I think, for us to mention that, you know, the experience of autism, autism is a very diverse one. And that's what we really kind of thrive on working with that diversity here. There's a saying, I think, uh, with an aspect that gets used to illustrate that point, you've met one person with autism, you've met one person with autism. So we, we start with the individual, and we start by asking some questions uh, about that individual in terms of their musical interests and how to support that individual in an environment such as this in a musical context. So we're pretty clued into what a person likes, what a person dislikes, how they kind of get through a day, what's important to them in getting through a day here. And then importantly, we really do work with the strengths, talents and interests of that individual. And so when we, when we come from that strengths approach or that interest-based approach, we're not working with limitation as such. We, 
it's not a context of working with limitation at all. It's really working with an ethos of what's possible. And that's really exciting and exploratory work in a musical sense. I think if you take if you take a kind of a descriptor like repetitive or, re, you know, that sort of restricted or repetitive interest as such, um, as a broad descriptor of autism, but you place that in a musical context around somebody's interest, it's actually a strength. It's not a limitation. Because if somebody has kind of tunnel vision around music, then, you know, chances are they're going to really connect with somebody else who shares that interest, you know, and there's that, there's, there's that sort of, there's that bridge of commonality. You've always got to do things sort of out of the box. It's not anything, teaching a, um, a child that's considered normal is different to teaching someone with autism that people on with autism have problems communicating and understanding comprehensive information. And Corey uh, especially um, was more of a visual learner than just, just verbal. We normally have Corey come here and they're teaching him sort of, they give him the lyrics for cover songs and get him tr- try and get him interested in singing in singing those cover songs and it's basically helping him remember the actual lyrics of the of the songs yeah so he's been doing that now only probably since April this year April or May and it's been amazing how quickly he's just remembered all the, the lyrics he's got quite a good memory but he's also with being autistic and being on the spectrum he has a tendency more to sort of sing to the music than the actual lyrics so it's just been getting him to focus on, on the actual lyrics. They've also um, started with this um, instrument called a push instrument where they try and get him to uh, follow sequences of um, tones and, and notes and all that sort of thing. He hasn't done a lot this year, but um, they're hoping to expand that next year. Yeah, and so he can learn how to create music. David talks quite a lot about the fact that it's a space for people to explore the idea of making music and it kind of, you can very much see that working with other professional musicians and things like that. But it's been really interesting to see some of the young people in the project or or the, the participants working on it. Some of the kids don't speak, rarely communicate and they're singing entire pieces of music and singing along to things and quite um quite open and you know it seems like a great space for them to enjoy actually exploring that kind of music making so it seems to have you know started out as a sort of jam session thing and it's really moved into this actual you know proper music delivered and great music delivered there's you know it's interesting it takes on so many different kind of uh, um, references from you know 60s and 70s kind of you know avant prog industrial to kind of pop and, and kind of there's you know there's some hip-hop elements on some of the other ones it's really fascinating to see and interesting and it, the music's gen- genuine and real which is kind of the, the cool part about it it doesn't feel forced or fake well this one guy um chris he's very like he's non-verbal very sort of shy it's very difficult for him to move around and stuff but when i when um, i see him you know in club world he's completely different person you know he's happy he's dancing he's singing he even like dabbles in you know on the drum kit and stuff and maintains a really good sense of rhythm and stuff but he's singing as well it's it's really like 
really amazing. He's actually got an amazing pitch and stuff, even though he can't really articulate any words. He can hold sort of, you know, pitch and melody really, really well. Even sort of people in the mild um, end of the spectrum, they're kind of, um, kind of fairly similar to me, you know, very sort of socially awkward and um, sort of they got all this sort of like talent and stuff and they just want to, you know, just, just play with other people, other like-minded people. I usually always refer to music as a bit of a universal language, you know, that doesn't sort of, um, you know, it's sort of free from cultural language barriers and stuff and so anybody, you know, who's anybody can enjoy it. That's why, you know, you've got so many, you know, music that's so popular around the world, regardless of where you're born. And I think disabilities is not, is, you know, not an exception. It's the same deal, you know, um, people with, you know, disabilities can enjoy music just as much as people without them. And that includes performing and playing and all that sort of stuff. His behaviour has definitely improved. He's just so much calmer and he's just, it, it's like he's doing something that he really, really enjoys doing. And it, it, it sort of continues throughout the week. I mean, he's always been one of those sort of children that have always sort of being able to occupy himself and be singing, you know, and be happy with, you know, singing and, and that sort of thing. He's always just loved it. He just recently, um, a couple of weeks ago, um, performed with a band over at um, Roselle, uh, the Bridge Hotel, with a band called Drive. And uh, Peter Northcote is a really fantastic guitarist and uh, a session guitarist and very well known. He actually... Um, said one time once he'd heard Corey sing, I'd love to have him come up on and, and, and perform on stage. And everyone was just absolutely amazed at how how well he sang. Because when you look at him, he's not he looks like he's not paying attention or, you know, um, anything's going into his brain sort of thing. He can just look like he's in a faraway place. And that he gets up and he's and he's focused and just so happy to be there and sing you know, to the music. He just loves it. And my experience since coming aboard Aspect in terms of looking at interspace projects, I actually find that there isn't, there isn't so much evidence of people not being able to interact with one another um, because we're all together around a shared interest. One of the things that we are doing is we're currently in collaborating with the University of New South Wales around research and development, specifically around technology in the club and how we use it in our studio practice. I'm quite excited about that research and that development and the expertise that they will bring to the project in that way. Other ways that we are growing is, for example, um, this year we were successful in receiving a couple of small grants, uh, one from uh, APRA, the Australian Performing Rights Association, and the other from Opus 50 Charitable Trust to actually produce an EP. So we've been busy producing, producing that mini compilation, which is a professional development opportunity for our participants. The intention there is to produce that um, work and then also launch that work on um, International Day for People with Disability later this year. Also ICE, what's really great about this project is, is our partnership with ICE. So in that, they've brought Alexander Smith and Heath Franco, two great video artists, to the project, and they, they're in the process of making some video clips to go with our music. So we will package those video clips with our compilation album, so it's going to be a two-disc set. One of the guys making the videos for them uh, is named, a guy named Alex Smith, and his 
background is. I mean, he does he used to do videos for, still does, still does music videos, but had done music videos for people like Kylie Minogue, Coldplay, things like that. So he's been making videos with some of the some of the participants in them. So it should be great. But he's an incredible artist. I mean, done things with Iggy Pop and Peaches, and so I think there's only it's only going to step up each each time. So following the release of something like a mini album and great videos and things that, you know, hopefully it'll attract more people to coming to want to, you know, hopefully can expand with people that want to be a part of the, you know, the kind of music making process. 2016 is going to be an exciting year for us. One of the things that we aim to do next year is to grow. We have one musical residency now here at, at ICE. We are endeavouring to have two musical residencies. I am currently working with Aspect to grow Club World in a way that we can deliver more programs to more people and perhaps also explore some musical programs across age groups as well, which is quite exciting. We've had a lot of success this year. I think I see people coming together and really enjoying what they do. And I mean that also from a perspective of the participants in Club World or the welders that I like to sort of refer to them as. I also mean in terms of the workers, the people, the music facilitators and the people that we are uh, employing. Everybody's having a good time because everybody's really switched on to music. Some of the results and the outcomes of that work together, uh, which is evident in some of the music that we've posted on our website to date and also will be really evident in the mini compilation album. Success around those sorts of things around grants, for example, being able to get additional resources to do different things and build upon that and making those connections with learning institutions like universities, building those building that partnership framework, which I think is really key to a kind of sustainable future for this project and for its growth. Success, I guess it's people um, enjoying themselves and creating. That's it. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be leasable. It doesn't have to chart. It doesn't have to do any of those things. It's the actual, I mean, the hardest thing is the actual making. So if people are making, that's great. If you got a passion and you have an opportunity to open up in a open up a place to share that passion with other people who might find it a bit more difficult then, you know, I think you should absolutely go for it. Thank you for listening to the Aspect Practice Conversations podcast. For more information about anything you heard today, please visit the Aspect website at aspect.org.au.